Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my various co-hosts, Vern Glenn, F.P. Santangelo Jr., and Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and again, uh, today's trivia theme is more hard baseball questions, all right? You guys, you guys will, uh, you'll enjoy them, I think. All right, so uh, when we come back, we've got a lot of uh, various topics. I, I have a few here. I know Vern wants to talk about March Madness, of course, because there's been some exciting uh, stuff going on there. Uh, Leah Thomas gets booed, and the second place player gets cheered at the NCAA, uh, NCAA uh, swimming. That's interesting. Uh, Brittany Griner, is she still in Russia? Oh, yeah. Oh, She's yeah. going to be in Russia for a long time. Wow. Don't okay. pack a vape pen. Well, what's that? Don't pack a vape pen. Yeah. On your trip to Russia next time. Yeah, that's the thing is you go to it's foreign countries, idea. you, you got to know, you know, what's allowed and what's not. Uh, yes. Phil, Phil Mickelson, uh, this is the first time in, what, 38, 34 years or something that he's not uh, playing in the Masters. 1994. 1994, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's yep. a tw- 28 years. There we go. Okay. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, to the Browns. In fact, there's been a few uh, big trades uh, in this last week, hasn't there? Uh, yeah, things have been busy. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still a 49er. <laughs> For now. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Matt Ryan goes to the Colts. All these big contracts going on. Uh, let's yep. see here. And uh, good old LeBron passed uh, Moses, Moses Malone, uh, Carl Malone for a uh, second place in scoring. But some of the fans were not impressed. I want to hear you guys' comments on, uh, on, on various topics that were brought up on that. All right. This uh, uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments yielding over 6%. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, Vern Glenn, F.P. Santangelo Jr., and Russell Jackman here. All right, uh, Vern, let's start it off. The uh, March Madness. March Madness, and this show emanates from the Bay Area. March Madness is the round of Sweet 16 as we record this show. And for the first time since 1939, it's coming to San Francisco, the city of San Francisco. I know years ago... The Cow Palace at it, but that's not really San Francisco proper. That's Daly City. But for the first time since 1939, when it was held at Treasure Island, there were eight teams in the tournament. It was won by Oregon. They weren't the Oregon Ducks at the time. They were called the Oregon Webfoots. 1939. (laughs) So, so it's coming here, and uh, and and there's 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 a lot of side stories. We have. Eric Musselman, the coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, coming to Chase Center, the former Warriors head coach. That's that's a little intrigue. Mike Shashevsky is coming with the Duke Blue Devils. Gonzaga. I wish the Dons had been able to make it. That yeah. would have made it. Oh, that would have been really exciting. 
Yeah, well, the Dons made it thrilling, but, uh, but you know, one round and out, and Todd Golden, the head coach, came out as the big, big winner because he got a nice yep. $18 million contract to be the next head coach of the Florida Gators. So there's, 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 like there's a, a lot going on. Going. Yeah, he had like a stopwatch going. Like, like as soon as he uh, finished his game with USF, I mean, he like clicked the stopwatch and then, you know, before the second hand hit the top, he was he was hired by by Florida. It was one of the fastest coaching, you know, I'm done coaching here and I'm going to coach somewhere else. That was one of the fastest announcements I've ever heard. The, the Don well, you know, hey, if I if if I, if I was making about four hundred thousand dollars a year and I had the chance to make three million a year, uh, I'd right. go pretty fast myself. Yeah. Now, just think if the Dons would have recruited Bill Russell just that last time. Might have, might have, might have yeah, been Bill, able to make it. Yeah, Bill Russell, Casey Jones, they, yeah. they, they were not walking through that – Bill Cartwright, not walking through that door in uniform to yeah. help him. Well, but Bouye made a damn good impression on me, I think. 36 I think points in, 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 his, in his last uh, game in a, a USF uniform. So uh, that'll, that'll get him some looks come training camp time. Good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the Cinderella teams. There were a couple of yeah, oh, St. Peter's, Peter's in there. Yeah. St. Yeah, Peter's. St. Yeah. Peter's. Uh, yeah. and let me let me see. We've got a bunch of geniuses in this room. Where, where which one of you had St. Peter's in the Sweet Sixteen? Uh, no, not me. No, sorry. Hey, they're the peacocks. You got to let them fly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In two two games, they took out all the Kentucky teams, and the head coach played at Seton Hall. That was the last time a team from New Jersey made it this far in the tournament, and that was in the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. You guys, I have to be completely honest. I haven't even made a bracket this year. I haven't watched too much of it. I did watch that Don's game, and then I did see Verdon's face right after. I was watching it in a bar with my dad. So it was really cool to see Vern on TV after break that down. It was really cool. I was like, yeah, let's go, Vern. So I was cheering on Vern more than anybody in the sport. Yeah. <laughs> I always cheer Vern on. Yeah, but I have to say, guys, I'm probably in the minority in this, but I haven't watched too much of the basketball tournament. But so far, I mean, the stories coming out of it have been really cool. And plus, the cheerleader saving the game. Getting yeah, that Cass- that Cassidy Cerny from Indiana. Yeah, they couldn't get the ball off the top of the backboard. And so <laughs> she just jumped on the shoulders of her partner, and she retrieved the ball. In fact, she's making T-shirts out of that now, trying to monetize what she did. Why not? But I, money. I do have a question, though. In, in, in this market, why is it when you bring up college sports, it's crickets? Well, let me break it down for me from a data analysis point. So I'd always ask for our ratings when we'd have a college guest on KMBR, one of the biggest radio stations in the country, just from uh, a Watts perspective, the reach. And it would actually get crickets. You're right. Wow. Not, not, we wouldn't, it wouldn't even move the ticker a little bit. And I just don't think that as Californians, we really care about college sports Unless it has to do with the USC Trojans for whatever reason. I think it was just that run Pete Carroll really went on. But for me, I've always loved college sports. I always think it's cool. But 
if there's a better product like right down the street and we're very blessed here in the Bay Area to have some of the best sports teams in the world, including L.A. sports teams, too, with the best superstars always come to mm-hmm. California. Why not pay your money and pay more attention to the professional sports teams? That's the way I kind of always mm-hmm. thought about it. Yeah, I've been around here a long time and it just looks like just, just for, for whatever reason, whatever season, the pro teams drive the bus. Absolutely. They would tell us, don't have anybody on to talk college basketball. And then the only person that could get away with it was Tom Tolbert because, you know, Arizona Wildcat guy, huge, huge basketball guy. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting demographic here in California. We do not care about college sports. But then you go anywhere else in the the country, it's huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. I mean, look at the stadiums, you know, Oklahoma and all these ones, you know, pack 100,000 people in. Just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so let's see here. Let's uh, let's stay with basketball for a minute here. Uh, this is a non, sort of a non-basketball story, but uh, so Brittany Griner, she's uh, still yeah. stuck in Russia, and uh, is the United States trying to negotiate to get her back? I mean, what what have you heard about? Great that? timing for that. Great timing for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, we have one counselor on the show, but 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 what I do know is that. Council is trying to distance herself from two other Americans who have also been detained by Russian. One, one a businessman accused of espionage, and then there is a another one being held. I'm not sure what the charge is, but they're, but uh, but they're trying to distance herself from the other two Americans. And right now, they're trying to target sometime late May to try and get her out. But as this conflict escalates between Russia, Ukraine, the United States, boy, I, I don't see a smooth transition. Now, I don't know a lot about the law, but I mean, we got, yeah. we got Mr. Jackson. Well, they'll they'll probably use it as a bargaining chip. Yes, here's my bit of free legal advice for, the, for today, for everybody that's listening. Take Russia off your vacation list. Okay, don't thank don't you. travel to Russia anytime soon, probably while Putin is in charge. Find some other country on the face of this earth as a place to go and vacation to. And I think we need to bring up, guys, that Brittany Griner went over to Russia to play basketball over there because actually yeah, that's how they earn money. That, yeah, that, that, that's where the big money is. Yeah, that's where the big money is for women's basketball. They really like it over there. And she was, I think it was paid double for what she made in the WNBA. Yeah. And that's yeah, not surprising. With the WNBA in the U.S., which is very unfortunate that you have to travel to countries like Russia to get paid and to make a, to make a, a decent living. So. And, and she was being acknowledged because it was, it was a, uh, some kind of a drug charge, right? Vape uh, pens. So they found vape pens. Is that right? Pens. Yeah. Yeah. That had THC in them. Oh, gotcha. So, and, and here's the thing is, yeah. that, you know what, even if she didn't do anything wrong, they could still just hold her and say that she did just like this businessman. Right. I mean, who, who's going to say espionage? Oh, the guy's American automatically espionage. You right. know, it, it's sort of like going to the border and they just, you know, the, the drug cartels just grab you and, uh, you know, hold you hostage. Um, yeah. She's one of the big WNBA stars coming out of college, played at Baylor. And that season started is, is scheduled to start in May. So this is, this I mean, this is this is a thing now. I mean, these are these are people that 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 drop bombs on girls riding bicycles and you know hospitals and art academies. You're not going to get a lot of sympathy out of somebody 
that, you know, uh, 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 gets busted on a drug charge. They're used to, you know, bombing innocent people right now. So there's not a lot of conscience that's going on in the Russian oligarchy gotcha. right now. Okay. Okay. Not, a lot of, not a lot of great accommodations for her. She's six foot nine and those yeah. beds are so small. I can imagine. Game, she, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys, coming to our first commercial break, uh, baseball questions here. Who was the first pitcher to win the Cy Young Award three times? That's our trivia question. Um, and don't worry, it's not Cy Young himself. All right, uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question, stay with us. Sportsecon 101, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown. Vern Glenn here. Vern Glenn's over there. FP's over there. And Russ is over here. Okay. Uh, Guys, who was the first pitcher to win uh, the Cy Young Award three times? I'm going to guess uh, Christy Matheson. No, I don't think they had it back then. Okay. I'm going to say Seaver. Seaver? No. Go. uh, you're, 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 You're very close in the timeline. Go back just a tad. Nolan Ryan? Uh, Go back just a little tiny bit in time. Just a little bit. You play for the Dodgers? Yes, he did. Sandy Koufax. There you go. All right. Both good for that. Very good, guys. Okay. All right. Uh, Moving on here. Um, Let's stay with basketball for just a minute. You know, I really appreciated there was a little snippet showing Jawan Howard consoling a Tennessee player after Michigan upset Tennessee. And they made a little comment about how he knows how it felt because, uh, you know, 1993, Chris Weber calling a timeout against North Carolina, you know, when they didn't have a timeout, that became a technical foul. And interesting because Jawan Howard was, we were brought up, you know, brought this up a couple of weeks ago, how he, you know, just, didn't he take a swing at one of the other coaches on the other side? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like. Yeah, yeah, that was in a regular season game and he got, he got. He got suspended for, for, for the rest of the regular season. But, yeah, yeah. Juwan Howard being part of the Fab Five that Michigan five. group, I mean, he, he knows what disappointment is like as a player. So that, that, was, that, that, that was a touching moment. It, it was very classy. I, I, I just I really, really yeah, kind of, kind of – I mean, you, 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 if, you, if you think about it, if you think about it, a lot of these kids, you know, they started playing basketball, whether it was, you know, CYO or whatever, maybe, you know, may, maybe as young as – six seven eight yeah. years old and then all of a sudden they they're good enough to make college but the, they're not going to play in the nba or, yeah. or professionally so so this is this is it i mean your your last game of playing competitive basketball this yeah. this is it i mean that's that, that, that that's got to be an emotional shock to the system when it's over yeah yeah i, I can imagine that yeah well uh let's see here so uh again more, more basketball uh lebron passing uh Carl Malone, Carl Malone. Second, Carl Malone for second place uh, in scoring. But a lot of fans uh, went on uh, Twitter, et cetera, to, to say they weren't impressed by uh, – weren't impressed with their comments there. Uh, so Malone and Jabbar uh, didn't come out of, right out of high school. And LeBron had a lot of three-pointers. 
and they he, they were, he was fed the ball a lot more. These are the various comments that, that people were making. And, I mean, it actually has some – you know, how many games has LeBron played compared to, you know, Malone? Well, I mean, well, how, how can you blame LeBron James? I mean, he's oh, no, the of, of, of the times yeah. and, and, and the way the game is played and the rules change. And, I mean, he's, he's – yeah, he was born in the era of the three-pointer. And, yeah. and, yeah, best player on the best team takes the most shots. So that and then, is, that's the, just not the way it is. Well, the ball, the ball, the part about the ball being fed to him, I mean, we always heard Stockton to Malone, Stockton to Malone, right? Um, uh, but Jabbar, I mean, you also had Magic Johnson. You had Neil Worthy and some other good players. So you know, I don't know how many times he was, quote, fed the ball. Didn't you know, was funny guy. Well, when, when, when he was Lou Alcindor, uh, he was yeah. fed the ball. And Lou Alcindor came yeah. up at a time where you couldn't dunk in college yeah. and, and he played he played three years UCLA and then he goes on and top draft pick of the Milwaukee Bucks yep. leads him to a, to, to a, a, a NBA title <laughs> then goes on and is traded to the Los Angeles Lakers by the way there's a great HBO series based on the rise of the Lakers showtime in the 1980s that. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but hey you know it it, it 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 is what it is I mean rules are rules and the rules change yeah. and um uh, and and yeah, I mean you can knock him for that, but uh, but what's he going to do? Just stop playing, stop taking as many shots. You trying to win the game? No, 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 it, no exactly. I mean, and it, LeBron it, it, has it, the it, titles it. to go along with it. It's not yeah, just, he's got rings, you know, that yeah. he's a scorer. No, no that's you know, true. He's, he's got you know, titles from three different teams. You know, you're thinking about the uh, the '80s with uh, uh, the Lakers, and I remember hearing that. Uh, and I, I think it was even on like Sports Illustrated where they had um, 19, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think, wasn't it 1979 when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson? Yes. NBA. And they basically. And that, right, and that, and that coincided with, with, with the NBA adopting, adopting the three-point shot. I believe Chris right. Ford was the first one to make a three-pointer from the Celtics. Okay. Correct. And, and they had said that um, they kind of quote saved basketball because apparently it was on it was on a decline. Um, when, when did they come back to? Oh, I guess in the pros you could always dunk, right? They they didn't have uh, any restriction on dunking in the pros. Oh, in the pros you could dunk. Yeah, you could always dunk. Yeah, okay. pros, but in college for whatever reason for a while they 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 said you couldn't dunk. And, and it's funny because I. I in practice, apparently, you're not allowed to dunk. Remember, there was a guy a few years ago who got hit with a technical foul before the game even started because he was in warm-ups. He dunked the ball in college. Oh, oh in, the lay- in, in the layup line? Yeah. Jeez, that must have been a while ago. <laughs> That's <what> wow. <laughs> now, we get, now, now, we, now, now we have dunking in the women's game. Trampolini of Stanford will break away yeah. dunk. And, um, I mean, it's, it's you know, the – the the dunk we see it every game, but as a guy that's height challenged, I, I I marvel at it still. Oh yeah, good good Effie. I understand that, Vern. I thought it was funny, guys. So I saw on Twitter the argument devolve always as it does to Jordan versus LeBron, yeah. and then the haters always come at LeBron. You know, he's one of the most polarizing figures in basketball for some reason, and he's really never done anything wrong off the court at all, besides Mm-mm. just being kind of a cheese ball sometimes, as I, I like to call him. Yeah, just, but Jordan he, was better than LeBron. Well, here's what the argument states, and this is one of the most convincing arguments. We could talk about Jordan going to college, and then we can also talk about Jordan quitting twice in his career, 
wants to play basketball, uh, baseball. baseball. The other one to uh, take a break from basketball. If he doesn't stop, maybe Jordan's in this conversation. And maybe if he comes out of high school, Jordan's in this conversation. So, you know, the points total, it, it's, it's very like, don't take anything away from him. That shows consistency. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Right. But then you think about the legacy of other players and how great they were and their points total isn't even that high. And they're still amazingly great players. So everything, and you know, it means something, but it doesn't mean everything. And I think that's where the, the argument kind of breaks down where LeBron's the greatest ever because he has the second most points and he's eventually going to have the first most points when it's all said and done. Yeah. As soon as LeBron wins three championships in a row and then wins another three championships in a row, That'll impress me. Well, remember, um, he, right yeah, now, but, we but, don't but, have even one one player in the NBA who's won three titles in a row. Yeah, we but, yeah, but wait a minute, though. Hold on, hold on. The, LeBron actually could be said better because he won it with Miami, and, then, and he won it with Cleveland. So rather than just have the same team win it, here's a guy who went to different teams and won it. I mean, that's, almost, that's more impressive, actually. But I, I don't count that one. I don't count COVID season championships. Uh, no, okay, not that one. But, but going back to too. Cleveland, which you know they, they beat our they beat our uh, our Warriors. Uh, is, is, hey, do you, by the way, do you think anyone will uh, beat uh, uh, Pete Maravich's uh, college average? Didn't he average like forty five points a game? It was crazy. It's crazy. I don't think so. Not not the way the game is played today. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm waiting for? What's I'm that? waiting for LeBron James to play with his son Ronnie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's not too far <laughs> away? That that. To, to, for, as a fan, that'll be cool seeing a father son on the court. Well, you got to look- wait to see LeBron in Sacramento. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, well, you, well, Vern, you had a little snippet uh, on uh, spring training with uh, D- Dusty Baker and his son Darren. Yeah, wasn't that, that cool? Was, that I don't know if you guys so saw cool. that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the story is for, for those that don't know, Darren Baker, who here in the Bay Area is famously known for being the three year old bat boy who went out to retrieve a bat during Game 5 of the World Series. Yes. Almost got trampled. J.T. Snow scooped him up as he crossed home plate to avoid him from getting hit. Dusty Baker, then the manager of the Giants, is just like, oh, you know, just just, just relieve the fact that his, that his, that his son, you know, was, wasn't killed at home plate. Three years old, that's pretty young to be a bat boy. And now, fast forward to today, that Darren Baker – was a call-up by the Washington Nationals in a spring training game. He's an infielder, and he takes the lineup card to home plate and exchanges it with a shocked Dusty Baker, who comes in and they hug, they hug, they embrace. And Darren, he kept going. He got it. He had a couple of hits in that game. Yeah, the Washington game won that game over the Astros. He actually won that that spring training game, guys. I know Darren. He's he's one of the nicest kids of all time. He's got such a great attitude. He doesn't let that one moment define his life as maybe others would. He's his dad's number one fan, which I think is the coolest thing. It, during the whole entire World Series this past year with Dusty coaching the Astros, he was rooting for the Astros. He was cheering for his dad to get that World Series ring. One of the best families there is in the sport. I wish them the best. And I really think that Darren's going to be a big leader one day and make his own legacy. So write that down. Cool. Very cool. You know what's the, uh, you know what's cool? I've I've been to Dusty Baker's house up in Grant. He lives in Granite Bay, the yep. right outside of Sacramento, and uh, his house looks like a museum. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, he's got he's got these temperature controlled closets in one of these rooms where he has all of this memorabilia, uniforms, 
bats, baseballs, and he's got pictures everywhere. It's real. It is. Re- I-, I felt really privileged to. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's especially in that, that, that one day. Yeah, there's so many you know, oh, yeah. players that played with them. Okay, guys, cut to our second commercial break here. Which of the or which of the poly team? <clears throat> what uh, what team was the first to lose six World Series? Which baseball team was the first to lose six World Series? That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman. Second trivia question, which, uh, which I wrote this down, which, because when I was looking this up, it had a bunch of teams, and that's like, obviously, I can't ask you guys that. So I'm just going to do it this way. Uh, which team was the first to lose six World Series? The Yankees. Well, it's got to be, it's gotta be Yankees or Red Sox. It's got to be I'm one of those two. No. Red Sox. I'm going to say Atlanta. No, the the New York Giants. Oh, New York Giants. New York Giants. Oh, okay. You guys were like really close, vicinity wise, you know, geographic wise. All right, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, So Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Whoa, Um, yeah. And 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 interestingly enough, right after he does that, the Cleveland Rape Crisis Center received more than a thousand donations. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> okay, so, you know, he, he got uh, criminally off the hook, but now there's, what, 22? 22 uh, civil cases. His, yeah, and again, and, I, I, I defer to the counselor that we have on this show. That's right, because the burden of proof is, is a lot easier on uh, yeah. on civil, right, Mr. Yeah, how, do, how, how does that work, Mr. Jack? I mean, you got the civil cases. Settlement. So what happens there? Yeah, this, one word, settlement. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never you'll never hear anything about these cases they'll all be settled there's enough money from uh deshaun signing a new contract that he yeah. can just pay everyone to be quiet all the way around and that's what's going to happen it's there's the 95 percent of these cases settle and everybody has a price and deshaun has the money to pay them to keep quiet and he will that's how that'll work. So what ha- what happens when number twenty three comes out of the woodwork? You know, go, go ahead, Effie. Well, I was just going to say he got a five year, two hundred thirty million dollar deal after not playing football for an entire season. After all these allegations, after twenty two people came out. Now, one person or two people, I can see a conspiracy there. You know, someone's trying to get money. We've seen it a million times from athletes, people in entertainment, A through Z. But 22 people? Okay. That's crazy. I agree, FP. It's one thing between he said and she said. But when it's he said, they said, it becomes a lot harder to justify it. But Cleveland doesn't care. Cleveland doesn't care. And as soon as he, you know, comes and throws a touchdown from being behind, the Cleveland Brown fans won't care either. I would disagree with that, Russ. So. I've seen on social media and I've seen uh, some reports from local news that teams or uh, fans rather of the Cleveland Browns are looking for new teams because they're so disgusted by this. 
I've seen a mass exodus of Browns fans recently, not only because what they've gone through as Browns fans, but because they get rid of Baker Mayfield, arguably their best quarterback, what, in like 20 years? That's done a decent job, right? He's just been banged up to all heck. And he's just he's underperformed a little bit, so there's some frustration there. But then they bring in this guy who hasn't even played in a year that you don't even know how he's going to do. And then he's got 22 allegations against him, which he's going to pay them all off. I mean, that would make me sick to my stomach as a sports fan. I'm, I'm there to watch sports to bring positive emotions, positive energy into my life. I'm not trying yeah, but to – you have integrity. As soon as – if they were to go – six and one or, or if they go eight and oh there'll be brown fans that'll make up for bandwagon fans that will jump on True. and say we yeah. don't care what happened we just well, want to see a winner and let's it's take always it to the next that level though then let's go into the locker room if you're a teammate of deshaun watson are you going to even respect that guy you're going to be able to look him in the eye i know i wouldn't personally and i know a lot of guys wouldn't I mean, even during the Trevor Bauer situation in Los Angeles. A lot of guys also say, hey, you know, I could be next. I could be the guy that, you know, does something wrong, and I don't want to be a pariah. So I'm just going to, you know, lower my head, and and it's all business. And once we're on the field, it's, you know, all of that stuff doesn't matter. I've seen lots of players who, you know, uh, get arrested. Well, look at at Michael Vick. Michael Vick came back and ended up for, you know, uh, look at – you know, how did, that, how did that work out? Uh, well, his teammates, his teammates didn't like him for a while, and he had, he had to earn back his trust. There, there's a big thing right. about that. So, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, and that's the ultimate goal, as the Los Angeles Dodgers were trying to win the World Series when the Trevor Bauer incident happened, a lot of people didn't want Bauer back no matter what. Even though that's that case is turning out to be, you know, Bauer's actually going to be exonerated from everything. He's probably going to play baseball again. It just left such a bad taste and such a distraction that he actually became uh, not liked in the clubhouse. And I think to Sean Watson, it's going to be a similar situation. He's going to get booed every single place he goes, like mercilessly booed. So it's, it's going to be like the Cleveland Browns were America's team. Everybody was cheering for them. We want them to win because they've never won. So now we don't give a crap about them and we want them to lose at all. All costs. By week four, everyone is going to forget about it. I'm sorry to say that, but yeah. people have very short memories. And if you're a winner, that makes your memory even shorter. You know? Let me and jump in. Let, 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 let me jump in. And, 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 and FP, I, I, I understand your takes, but I, I hate to say it, but Mr. Jackman is right. Here's what's going to happen. First of all, the Cleveland Browns, they're the, one of the franchises that have never won a Super Bowl. They're so starved for it. Yeah, they won an NFL championship, but not a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to come in there, and if he lights it up, I'm not going to say all will be forgotten, but the Brown fans will be walking around with their, with their chest pumped up. I mean, it's, it's going to be unlike anything that they've ever seen before. This is a country of forgive and not forget. And, 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 and I, I have a feeling that is going to happen. Now, in the locker room, being a, a, a media guy, all those players are going to be told by mandate to, to not comment. If you want to talk about football questions, we'll talk about football questions. But anything about my, 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 my teammate, my brother, Deshaun Watson, you're just going to have to take it up with Deshaun. And I, I mean, that is what's going to happen. There, there, there definitely will be some fans who will like. They'll, they'll just say, "That's it. I'm writing them off." 
Um, you know, so there'll, there'll be there'll be definitely some some both. But yeah, I think, I think we right. will see. They, we, yeah. It's one thing to to hide behind a keyboard and press send, taking all kinds of shots because nobody's going to come after you. It's another thing to just to just say, "Well, I'm never going to watch them ever again." Yeah. But then yeah. once they get on a roll, guess what? In the confines of their home, they're watching the Cleveland Browns. Happens all the time, all the time. There's grandstanding, but how much? Mo- but 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 how much do you hold yourself to that? Well, well people are going to watch the product no matter what. I don't disagree with that, Fern. It's the NFL. You can have convicts out there playing a football game, and people are going to watch it. It's football in America. The ratings will always show that. I just think that the Browns have had this gust of wind from a national media perspective. And from a, a football fan perspective, that everybody wanted them to win, and now they're going to be mercilessly booed. Well, look, look, what, look, be, look yeah. what happened with the Astros, right? After the, yeah. after the cheating scandal, it's like everybody was rooting against them. Yeah, and they kind of used it as a chip on their shoulder, and they actually right. ended up going to the World Series again. So yeah. maybe one of those situations happened. But I think I, that it's going to cause some negativity. I think that if, if you're Browns management, and I'm sure, I'm sure they have – meetings and discussions about this every day now on how they're going to handle it. The best way to handle it is just to take it, take it straight on, you know, yep. c- come up with some contrition and just go, Hey, yeah, we, we, we brought this guy. We are, we are aware of his past. Um, and we, we're going to work with Deshaun to make him a better person, this, that, and the other, and yep. just, just take it head on. Don't deny it. Take it head on. And then, and then if, if, if you do that, the quicker it, I want to say blows over, but 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 the quicker you're able to turn the page. Well, now this on. is assuming that Deshaun doesn't fight anything, right? I mean, he hasn't said yes, I'm guilty, and I'm going to settle. He's no. still denying it. So no, well he's well he's keeping his mouth shut, which is exactly what he should do. That's yeah. what the lawyer advice. And, and, and well, we don't know what the NFL is going to do as far as suspension goes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. NFL could suspend him. A, a, a handful of games, and and Russell, the being the attorney on the uh, on the panel here, is it? Uh, it's not my fault. I know, yeah. But from a civil standpoint, is is the is it more likely than not? I mean, that's kind of what happened with OJ, right? He gets exonerated from criminal, but then he he's it's found not going to matter because it's all going to settle. You take my word on it, guys. None of these cases are actually going to see light. They, 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 they're not going to go to trial on any of these things. Okay, how much? So you're guessing 22 settlements and 22 NDAs signed, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Each yep. one uh, for what? A million? Oh, it's more, than a million. more special than the last. A million? Each a million each? You think it'll be more than a million each? Vern? You'll never Could know. Be. You'll never know. That'll yeah, all be. Yeah, Mr. Jackman's right. We'll NDA. never know. We'll never know the dollar amount ever. Unless somebody leaves that's it. the way it'll be until, you know, he gets really old and then, you know, either he decides to write a tell-all book or, you know, he dies and then the people that, you know, are around are going to write tell-all books about yeah. him. But we won't know for another 25, 30 years what the truth was to, to Sean uh-huh. Watson. That's the way it is about a lot of these sexual harassment cases. It's just that's the way the system is on this. And without, but, a I don't know. Didn't didn't, didn't Trump no, and Stormy Daniels that that kind of got cat let got let out of the bag on that one a lot faster, didn't it? 
Well, yeah, because Stormy Daniels didn't care about any implications of Trump suing her, and Trump had enough other things that he had to deal with, and he's he's still, I think, trying to sue Rosie O'Donnell for God knows what, you know, uh, uh, from decades ago. He was threatening to sue Rosie O'Donnell, if you remember that. So, so you know, some people rattle their swords quite quite proudly in front of everyone, but when it comes to actually doing something about it, they don't. So, All right. Hey, guys, move, moving on here for a little bit here. So Trevor Story signs on to the Red Sox for a six-year, $140 million contract, and this is after coming off his worst offensive season since 2017. He only batted 250, and his OPS was just 3% better than the league average. Because uh, the owners are so poor. Because the owners are impoverished, poor in, individuals. We're barely making it right now. And it's, it's better to not play games because they'll make money that way. It, it's, it, it really does take all those arguments that the owners were trying to push forward uh, during the lockout and, and throws it back in all of our faces. Hmm. Yeah, getting well, Trevor Story is still regarded as one of the best shortstops of the game. The fact that he's going to move over to second base um, just tells you that um, of, of, of you know what kind of an athlete this guy is. So um, these 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 guys spending all this money. I mean, they're not stupid. They've done the research. They know the number. I mean, baseball baseball lives and 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 breathes on, on on numbers and statistics and. And 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 research and yes, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, but yeah, well, yeah, that's just one season. I mean, they're it, it, no, 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 but no, spend, he, he'd been in. But the, but but, but, but Edward, why why would they spend the money then if they really that's, thought that's, he was down? To, if they really thought he was down to stay, yeah. I mean, here's, I mean, we're 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 we're, no, we're, right. we're a bunch of we're a bunch of guys screaming on 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 a, on a radio show. If, if if I mean, they must know more than we do. Yeah, you're going to invest that kind of money. Right. You're 100% right. Yeah, a lot well, of guys, I just want to say that there were some finalists there, including the San Francisco Giants, that were trying to get Trevor Story. We even saw Jock Peterson go to social media and try to recruit him. He's a good player. Yeah. He's had significant arm issues, though. He can't even get the ball to first base from shortstop or third base anymore. Uh-oh. He won't really come out publicly to say what's wrong with his arm, and that's why they're moving him to second base. But his arm is basically broken now. So okay, so that's a, that's a Steve Sachs issue. Okay. Uh, no, hey guys, no, hold on a second. He had a 2020 season last year, too. He had 20 stolen bases and 24 home runs, and he averages about 25 home runs a season, which is insane yeah, that's, that's, for a second that's, baseman. That's, so, yeah, that yeah. is. Okay. Uh, in 19, Here's our last trivia question. In 1953, the St. Louis – Browns became which team? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101 last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo, Jr., Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman. Hey, guys, uh, 1953, the St. Louis Browns became which team? The Baltimore Orioles? Yes, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the Baltimore Orioles were in the you know late 1800s. So what happened? Would they go away and then come back? Fran- fran- franchises come, franchises fold. Yeah. It happens. Like, well, I guess yeah, think of the Washington Nationals. But, but, the, the, but this, this edition of the Baltimore Orioles 
uh, were the St. Louis Browns. Gotcha. Okay. FP, do you want to quickly say your Trevor story? Story. I was just going to finish up with, he's a 272 career hitter. He's a really good baseball player. He was injured and he went through a lot of stuff with the Rockies too and their management last year, including feuding with them pretty publicly at the trade deadline after not being traded. So there's just a lot of other things going on there. He's going to rake over at Fenway Park too. I think there's about 20 of his flyouts to left field at Rockies at Coors Field that are going to be home runs at Fenway. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but, but in, in Colorado, the ball, ball flies further. Of course, the Green Monsters tie. But yeah, but I mean, out. just something to think about. All something right. About. Okay, guys, uh, here's our thoughts for the day. Uh, doing what you like is freedom. Liking what you do is happiness, said cartoonist Frank Tiger. And confidence comes from, let me try this again. Confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong. Mm. That author, Peter McIntyre. I figured Russ would like that one, right, Russ? I didn't know. I don't know who Peter McIntyre is. No, no, but (laughs) but you like the uh, saying, don't you? That's pretty good. Okay, I... Well, they're not as as corny as you're used No, I know. I, I decided this week, Sorry, this week we're going to be a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, insightful? Thoughtful. Okay. Insightful. There we go. All we're right. All Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long. Bye.